what I try to do is that I want to show people that being a barber is just more than just cutting hair, mm. if you know what I mean. Like, the one thing that I love about being a barber is the people you meet. Yeah. The connections. Conversations. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Welcome to the fourth episode of the UQL podcast, brought to you by Mirror Technology. On this episode, we invited a Polynesian entrepreneur from Melbourne to come on and talk about his journey into business and how his experiences have shaped his perception on success and friendships. His name is Zion Monger Reed. We converse on many topics from the lows of his personal life to his emerging success in the barbering universe. A great listen for the emerging youth finding their purpose and passion. Zion Monger Reed is putting on for the Polynesian community. Tune in. Oh, I'm good, man. Just busy, man. Busy with work and stuff, you know. Yeah, that's what we try to do, you know. Stay busy, stay active in that. Yes, sir. How's the business been? Tell us a little bit about your business, like what it is and what you do there. So I run a barber shop in Dandenong South. If you need a haircut, just let me know. Nah, <laughs> yeah, but I've probably had this barber shop for about since last year August, and it's been going well at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been going all right. Just what's well, uh, during lockdown, it's like kind of giving me an advantage for like to, because a lot of barbers aren't really working at the moment. So yeah, when I'm I'm working at a like, kind of like a factory area, so yeah. a lot of people just come in there and just come and get their hair cut. You know, no, no dramas, no nothing. Smart yeah. business move. Yeah, exactly. What got you into the hair cutting industry? Was it a hobby? Did you appreciate the art of barbering or was it just the money involved in it? So, uh, so first it was <laughs> first it was the money business, uh, money thing because yeah. my dad opened a barbershop back in 2010. Uh, it's called Fresh Barbers. Nice. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. in HP? Uh, the one in Hallam. Hallam. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he opened that up around about 2010. And I, at first I didn't even know what, like how good or like how valuable a haircut was yeah. back then. And then, I don't know, kind of... I dropped out of school back in like two, 2017. Just told my dad I wanted to be a barber because that was the first thing that popped up in my head. Yeah. Saw that my um, cousins, because my cousins work at Fresh at the moment, yeah. um, saw that they were making some good money. And I thought if I did that, I'd probably do get the same thing. I don't know, time just kept going. Like, just started enjoying it more. Like, yeah. sort of, sort of have a, had a passion for it. Yeah. yeah. You stuck to it. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, Mo. Uh, 2021, you know, going strong. Yeah. Like, too very busy now. Very busy. So. So you started off at Fresh. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, didn't start at Fresh. I started at like, I started at a place called Kilo East. Yeah. At Kilo East, uh, it's called um, World Class Barbers. Yeah. And is that where you learned that, or? Well, I didn't. That's that was my first job. Yeah. Basically, where I learned was through my uncles who one of them had a another barbershop which was in like in Mount Waverley. Yeah. And I was like I got some tips off him and yep. then got some tips off Fresh as well from my uncle that uh, works there. And I have a mentor who's in Sydney at the moment. And um he basically one of the brand ambassadors for like um one of the top uh clipper companies. Mentor? Uh yeah. yeah. How'd you get in touch with him? My dad actually kind of got the hookup. Yeah, yeah, so he kind of just asked him to give me a haircut. And 
like it was kind of like a one of those classes where he would teach people and I was the I was the dummy. Yeah. Yeah, so and then I kind of we kind of just went from there straight after like um I had to go to Sunshine like twice a twice a week yep. just to learn like basically just just all the basics, just all the basics at first and then yeah. did that for about 24 weeks and I learned a bit and after that I was getting into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I was getting into a lot of trouble. Uh, Personal life? Or? Yeah, just... I was doing, like, driving illegally, driving yeah. on miles, like, yeah. by myself, and got into, like, two car crashes. Yeah, two car crashes. Two? Bro. Yeah, so one at the end of 2019 and one at the start of 2020. 2020, so right before you started the business. Yeah, right. Yeah, way before I started. And that place in Kilo East... That was my first job where I had to kind of like make money. That was the only job that was that was able to come like contact me, because I was trying to apply for heaps of people. I was mm. trying to apply for heaps and didn't really get anything back. And they were sort of the first um, people to come and contact. And oh, it was tough, bro. Like four hour um, catching two buses, two trains, going yeah. there and back. Yeah, just. It was a, uh, it was a lot of, lot of stress, but yeah, had to do it in order to pay my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, touch back on that. Um, I want to ask, what made you start the business instead of working under the Kilo East business and keep working under your dad's business? What made you step out? I kind of just got tired of it, like tired of working the nine to five. Mm. Just as I was working at barbers, like they started relying on me more. Yeah, yeah. I Came started one of getting, the best. Yeah, <laughs> bro, bro, everyone. I had to rock up earlier than usual. Mm. Like, no disrespect, barbers, but like, I will. They wouldn't. They'd have like an hour break. Mm. Like, and when I try to get hour break, they get angry at me. Mm. Yeah, but you know, I just couldn't couldn't really stand it anymore. I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah, and I sort of started realizing once lockdown started that I could make more money. Yeah doing like cuts from home yep. instead of working there could when i was working i was probably cutting like 20 plus people a day 20 yeah 20 plus That's people crazy. a day but just to just to make it up to the the one grand mark yeah but here yeah, i only have to cut like eight people eight people a day yeah and i make up make a lot more than what i was making before you're taking the full cut yeah yeah i think it's um a lot of employers are when you own a business you're gonna have a different passion than the person working under you yeah, a lot of employees don't realize. A lot of business owners don't realize that you can't expect your employees to have the same passion as you. Yeah, when you're making, you're gonna make a lot more money than someone who's just working nine to five, making that twenty two bucks minimum or whatever you made. Um, so you you worked the nine to five before? Could I yeah. ask how many hours do you work on average now? So I basically stay at start probably like eight hours, eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah. So I'd start at twelve, finish around eight o'clock, hmm. but um. It's not as stressful as what it used to be when I was working at the, the usual nine to five. Yeah. So I like start at twelve, start whenever I want because I tried starting at ten. Uh, did a workout because no one was booking in for yeah. early. Like everyone finishes like around twelve, like twelve to two. So you custom it, yeah. Yes. So basically, when I started, started with that twelve to like start late and finish late. 
mm-hmm. like a lot of people started booking in yeah and that kind of just helped me like i don't know just like secure customers yeah exactly yeah it's smart because a lot of people finish work at six five yeah and then they're gonna go out at like nine o'clock and they want to get that quick last minute haircut yeah exactly like i think when i was working at fresh i think there was no bookings they had no booking system no nothing mm. and that's what i kind of wanted to bring up i tried mentioning it to them like but you know it's, it's different ways of making money yeah yeah everyone sees a different point of view from like how you can make money as you said yeah exactly um what motivated you to take that step though and then become a leader in your own business um i don't know i kind of just sort of like got um kind of just got sick of just working in general and just Mm. seeing that i've got a lot of i got a lot of family members that are trying to get out of that nine to five yep so did anyone else motivate you like did anyone push you to do it uh my dad my dad's probably my number one motivator Mm. so he runs his own business and he's got he's he's an entrepreneur as well and he sort of motivated me to like sort of like he didn't try and like he didn't force me to like like push me into the ways where he kind of just guided me mm. like just silent just silently yeah like showed me you like the seeds into your life and yeah, you ex- them. yeah exactly yeah. like when i told him when i tell him that i'm i'm sick of it like he'd just be like just continue on with it you know try and sort of do different ways yeah. that will make it easier for you but mm. you're making just as much yeah work smarter not work harder yeah and then when you put the smart and hard together bro it's yeah it, it yeah. It all goes together. Yeah. yeah. What role has your dad played in your life in the business? Well, in the business, he's played a, he's played a big role. He kind of helped me set up my, my barbershop, mm. like my own one. Yeah. The first time I told him I was going to be a barber, he was, he bought all my stuff straight away. Like he just went straight onto the, the barber supply stores, bought everything just to. He set you up. Yeah. He basically yeah. set me up because. At the time, he couldn't really go to like um, other barbershops just because it was he was either too busy or just like no time, no yeah. time to go in. So he was your first believer in a way. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. he was like my first like fan, if you could say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of um, pushed me into that kind of direction where you can be more than a barber. Yeah, yeah. You can be like. A businessman as well. Yeah. As a barber. You can be who you want to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're small from a small background? Yep. Um, was the parenting in a small one, a small one ethnic background? Was it, is it different, do you feel, to a normal upbringing than, like, say, an Asian ethnic background or I Caucasian? Think, I think for me, my parents were kind of wanted to go a different direction to what the usual Samoan culture like someone um parenting and stuff what do you mean so back like for someone culture it's love and no structure Mm. but for like what does it say like uh the white white caucasian yeah caucasian caucasian yeah yeah. sorry (laughs) forgot it's 2021 (laughs) Can't, can't say that stuff these days um yeah caucasian it's structure and no love Mm. so my dad kind of wanted to find a balance in those two things yeah as well as my mom as well my parents so 
kind of growing up, I was given everything because I was the first firstborn. You yeah. know, you get everything you ever like. You get everything you want. Uh, but it kind of led me to become like spoiled. Mm. So like I was always expecting to get everything, just because. Uh, that's what that's what I was. That's how I was growing up. Like, so do you reckon it became too much love and no structure? Um, or not enough structure? Always it's yeah, just your perception. It's like it would be kind of too much love. Yeah. Too much love. And they kind of saw that during the years. And then as as time kept going on, they started like balancing it out. Mm. Yeah. So they're trying to like at the moment everything's like good. Like everything's like all balanced. Yeah. So when did you start when did you start becoming self aware that you had that spoiled mentality? Uh probably when I went to Samoa. Yeah. Yeah, around 2012, 2013. What did you learn there? Uh just that not a lot of kids get the op- like there's no opportunities, hardly less opportunities than here. Mm. And when you see what they go through kind of like in their daily life, it's nothing compared to here. It's so it's so much easier yeah. living living the life here. Like I I've got full clothes, you know, full brand design. They they all wear like they wear nothing, like just no shirts, like for boys, no shirts, yeah. you know, just, um, they have, uh, these skirts called lover lovers and that's all they wear. Like, mm. and it's very hard working over there. Like for, for kids very young, they're taught, they, they get taught early to go work. Um, their parents bring them into that work, work life very early. And mm. I find that it's very upsetting seeing seeing stuff like that and then like you kind of look at yourself and then you're like damn I'm true I'm like probably like so lucky that I'm able to be in this position blessed yeah 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 because man if I if I was in that position I, I wouldn't handle it yeah probably wouldn't handle it yeah yeah it's I think living in Australia living in Melbourne Sydney, what any of the main states, we are very blessed. The, the opportunities we have, we can start very. any type of business. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like nowadays you've got social media. Ex- exactly. So you've got the internet. Yeah, you've got the internet. So it's kids can just start their own business in like yeah. a matter of minutes. Yeah, and yeah, kind of just see how everything going and like how everything's going now, mm. and it's like, damn ages ago like probably years ago you couldn't be you weren't able to do this stuff yeah and yeah you kind of have to thank the the generation before us to putting for, in that work, for putting in that work. Yeah. so making it making it easy for us giving us that guideline to push and like make it a lot easier than mm-hmm. what it would have been yeah back in the day I, I i feel like when it came to businesses um, no one really cared who was behind the business. They just supported the business for what it is. But nowadays, people care about the person behind the business through social media. Yep. They care about the face of the company, who he is. Is he, is he ethical? Is he, is he a good person? You know what I mean? Yeah. What differentiates you from any other barber trying to start his own business? I think I've, I see a lot of barbers don't really have the passion for it. Mm. They just do it because they have to. Well, it's like, the only way to make their money and stuff so what i try to do is that i want to show people that being a barber is just more than just cutting hair Mm. if you know what i mean like the one thing that i love about being a barber is the people you meet 
yeah the connections conversations exactly yeah. exactly and when you talk to them like you just like you kind of get a feel of what people are going through throughout their throughout their daily lives and stuff yeah and just the amount of people that i've come across that like it's just crazy like mm. just meeting all sorts like all different types of people yeah just in general and connections as well connections it's plays a big part as well being a barber because you can make a lot of connections yeah so you got connections coming through through your dad yeah through your mentor in sydney yeah exactly bro so i've got a lot of people that i cut that run their own businesses yeah. and they you sort of like wanna like if i if i ever get to a point where i want to do something I, I can just call them up yeah and like get them to help me out with the, the stuff that i need to do yeah yeah and that's Sort of the connection you kind of want to build. Exactly. Because they're not just investing in the business, they're investing in you. And which is such an important thing with entrepreneurship. It's like you could have the best business in, in the world, but if no one believes in you as a person, no one's going to support the vision. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's probably, yeah, a lot of people just, just sort of, when they look at you and they... Some people usually go off first appearances, based off appearances, and it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, okay. And then when you sort of meet them and you talk to them, and you're like, oh, damn, you're like not what I expected. Mm. You're like a totally different person. Yeah. So I usually just when I'm when I'm cutting hair, I'm just wearing like my normal stuff. Like I don't wear like designer or anything. Yeah. Like I don't try to like look apart from everyone. I just try to look as normal as I can. Yeah. Just to see how people would react to. Like me cutting their hair. Yeah. 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 Um, you've got good connections around you in terms of the business sense. What about your f- friends? How do you, what kind of people do you let around you and your circle? So I think when it comes to, when it comes to friends, you have to really choose wisely. 100%. You have to really choose because I've had to cut off a lot of people during my journey to becoming a businessman and it's so tough it's really tough mm. but once that once you kind of sort of like cut off the burdens that are like that are there you sort of see the benefits that come out of it yes yeah. and you kind of just want to like I've got a lot of friends that believe in day ones. Yeah. But now that I'm like thinking about it, you don't want to be in that situation where your day ones aren't trying to grow with you. Mm. So I'm trying to grow up and grow higher, go up to bigger places and they're just still stuck in the same area. It's like a day one. Yeah. And I try to like, I've tried so many times to like try and give them ideas to where they can sort of go up with me. They can climb with me. Mm. But I don't know, it's just, sometimes it's just, you got to let go of that. Yeah. Especially if they're pulling you down with them. It's, it's frustrating. It's not what you want to run. It's not what you want to keep around you, especially when you're growing at such a rapid pace. Yeah. So what energy does the people you've kept in your life bring to you? So a lot of times I've shown, if you're friends with me, I'm always going to make sure that I'm there for you, like, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always going to try and... Like, if you need anything, I'm there. 
Mm. But what about from their point of view? What energy do you allow for them to bring to you? Like, for them, I expect, like, well, I expect them to give them the same energy as I give them. Um, yep. Yeah. And Reciprocate it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes it just doesn't go that way. Yeah. Which kind of makes it like, oh, so, like, are you really boys or are you just trying, are you just here for my good, to, like, for the good times? Mm. And then I literally just, it's so hard trying to like move on from that from that position because mm. they're always trying to follow you back they're always trying to come in and like i don't know just come up with reasons that way they should stay because they see you doing well yeah, yeah yeah exactly so like when i was in my down moments they were nowhere to be seen yeah and then like but you kind of find people that like are in the same position as you and they're trying to grow as well yeah. And then that's that's the sort of people you want to be with. Yeah. Is the people that always want to just, I don't know, just sort of like just grow along with step you. Step forward. Yeah, step forward. Just yeah. moving on. Because then they, they go through the same experiences you do. Like mm. they've, they've got friends that are just dragging them down and just like. Yeah. Just people that are like pushing them down to the to where they are. Yeah. Because if, if they don't have it, then they definitely don't want you to have it. They don't want to see you succeed. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have any advice? For me, let's say you're talking to me. Do you have any advice for me to get away from people who could be dragging me down? Uh, I think, I think the best advice would be just do it quickly, mm. get get over it quick, get over with it quick. Because if you don't get over with it quick, it becomes harder. Yeah, it becomes so much harder. And I can speak through experience, is that if you just hold on to it and try to just keep holding on to it, like oh he can change or she can change, it just becomes. You get stressed out in yourself as well as frustration. Mm. But yeah, like just if someone's dragging you down and you can see it, just cut it off mm. straight away. Yeah. Because you got to trust your instincts sometimes. Exactly. And if you can piece A and B together, it means it's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't be friends with them. Just different levels. Just, yeah, just go down a level yeah. with them. Yeah. Just because if they're not there to grow with you, then what's the point? Exactly. It, it also comes with, I think, establishing different kinds of groups. I know a lot of people do that. Like, yeah. I know some entrepreneurs that do that. You have a group that is your business-orientated group where they, they push you along, they get you there. But then you might have a group that's your fun group, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the pattern that stays within all these people, they all still support you, even if you have different groups. Um Let's dive into the lows of your personal life um, in terms of your car crash and whatnot. How do you balance, how did you balance your personal life and the business, especially off your, your, off your Samoan dis- descent, but most people know you're, you're very family-orientated culture. Yeah. How do you balance the two? Um, I'm not sure. You just, you just kind of like whatever motivation you have towards like trying to, focus on personal life mm. you sort of bring that energy into the to the work life as well mm. and that's what i sort of try to do when it comes to like family i always try and make sure that i'm there around to see my my siblings grow up yeah and just whatever energy i put into that i make sure i put into um the business side of things as mm. well because at the end of the day your family's the only one that's going to be there for you 
when, when everything goes down to, to shit. Oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah, when everything goes down to like to your lowest, your family's always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How did you bounce back from those low moments in your life with the car crash? I'm sure there's probably a lot more that we don't know about. How did, how did you bounce back from those lows? I think just my family. My family, because yeah. when I didn't have anything, like when I had, when I stooped down to that, that level, when I got, when I got down there, my, my parents were always there just to support me yeah. and always trying to help me figure out what we can do, where we can move forward. What can we do to get you back into, into form again? Yeah. And yeah, I feel like family is probably, probably the only thing that, that gets you back up to that situation. Yeah. I've also read of some entrepreneurs when they go through the whole phase of building a business, building their own company, they sort of move away from their family, the people close to them. But I've noticed with the ones who actually go far and then have a more successful, fruitful life are the ones that use their family, use the people around them as energy yeah, to keep that business growing. Because that's their motivation. That's their passion. It comes from being able to look after the people around you. Yeah. And it seems like you're doing that. Yeah, that's facts. Um I'm trying to get to a point where I can help my family. Yeah. Like, and I can just help them succeed as well. Mm. Like, my dad was basically in that position, like, years ago, where he started his own business and he was able to help his family, like, help help our family try and get up to that point. So I'm trying to get to where he is and just try and, like, help as many people as I can, mm. if you know what I mean. But yeah. as well as family, just just my family that are still into those nine to fives and just still into that work life. You kind of just want to help them, like just picture that there's more, yeah. To there's more to it than just working nine to five for there's more outside that box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause I would rather retire early knowing that I've made a successful business mm. then work for like 60 years mm. and then just live off my my super yeah yeah cuz a lot of people a lot of people that retire they they're broke yeah and they live just end to end yeah, yeah exactly so it's like it's hard yeah mm. so you kind of want to just help that you just kind of just want to show those people that it's not that's not the end goal yeah that you could go for mm. you can go for something even better and that's the best kind of entrepreneur. I've always talked to the boys about this. It's like, it's like Drake as well. He brought up the people around him. And it's like, I think that's the, it's the best feeling as an entrepreneur when you can be the one that steps forward, but then bring all the people that you know have been there for you, your family, your close people. You bring them up to enjoy the, reap the reward together. Yeah. I think just seeing my dad bring in all my family, like heaps of my family members. Like I'll say, for example, Fresh. So my dad was able to bring my uncle and his family to come in and work in Australia because mm. it's more, it's easier than working at, in New Zealand. Yep. Because in New Zealand, you've got barbershops like in every street. Yeah. And it's it's hard yeah. being a barber in New Zealand. But if you're working here, back in 2010, there were no barbershops around. Mm. Like 2010, barbers were known as old white, old Caucasian dudes. Yeah. Yeah, old Caucasian dudes. like. Yeah. Just doing buzz cuts and all that. Just know? typical haircuts, yeah. I, I can't believe how much the barbering, like, 
getting a haircut, like all of that evolution has changed. Mm. Went from just getting one fades on the sides to getting like designs on the back of your become head. Become an art. Yeah, yeah, it's become like a, yeah, it's yeah. become a sort of art, man. So yeah. it's exciting how far barbering can go. Yeah. Um, start back into your business. Um, in this generation, people have started a barbershop, people have created a tech company, an e-commerce business, a makeup business, a PT business, all of that. They're all the definitions of entrepreneurship as a whole. A uh, question I want to ask you is, how do you define success in, the, in your position of entrepreneurship? The reason I ask this is because I know a lot of people who become entrepreneurs nowadays, they chase money. And in, the, in, in doing so, they compare their business to other businesses who they wouldn't be competing with. They'll be like, oh, I'm creating a makeup business and I'm, I'm only making a certain amount of money. But look at that tech company making millions. How do you, what defines success in your position of entrepreneurship? I think I try not to compare myself to any any sort of yeah like other barbershop. I try and like focus on what I can do yep. and how I can make more people come in mm-hmm. like into the shop and just be like sort of like you know just like um like because when you go to a when you go to a normal barbershop, it's like sort of you're just waiting in there in line for ages and yep. you're just. Just any barbershop in general. You're just waiting in line. And a minimum wait will probably be an hour. I've waited in nearly two once. Really? It's tough, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I, that's that's what I mean. Like, working... Like, just waiting in line for a haircut mm. is just... It not only wastes the person's time, but it also kind of wastes your time because then they end up leaving to look for another place mm. that they, they can get their, get their cut and stuff. Yeah. So when I was, when I started on the bookings, it kind of took a heavy, heavy weight off my back. Mm. And I feel like it kind of, I get a lot of customers telling me like they're so grateful for Mm. like that I'm doing bookings because they can just come in, get their haircut and just leave. Yeah. Like they've already got their stuff sorted. They can just go do everything else. So instead of. Instead of worrying about what other businesses are doing, you're just trying to create the best business you can. Yeah, just trying to do the best I can do, because I know I can, I know I can go, push this as far as yeah. as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel like you're not qualified enough for this? I don't think anyone's ever qualified for yeah anything, but well, I'm not qualified for being a barber, but. I feel like it's just the experience. Mm. If you have the experience, then it doesn't really matter if you're qualified or not. Mm. Like, just... now Nowadays, like, I know a lot of shops where barbers are just... They're not qualified. Like, you can be qualified and you just have no idea what you're doing. Like, mm. you're just learning off the bat. But if you have that experience, you have... You kind of know what to do in that sort of position then it doesn't really matter if you're qualified or not as long as you have that experience to kind of work on that certain position if you yep. know what i mean experience a mindset i guess yeah yeah then you can you're always willing to learn and push forward yeah um so how do you how do you create that qualified mindset to yourself how do you tell yourself that i'm capable of creating a successful business um or what do you tell yourself? Just going through every success, every mistake, 
just going back to like if I feel like I'm if I feel like that I'm not doing a good job I just look back to like how I used to be and I'm like oh I've got this like I've I've done worse before mm. and I know I can bounce back from wherever position I'm in yeah so basically just yeah just sort of just looking back to what you were and coming into now and just being like, just just waking yourself up and being like, oh, no, I've got this. Like, mm. It's, yeah. I sort of use that as my, like what I used to, I have photos of what I used to, how I used to cut. And I look back on it and then I look at the haircuts that I'm doing now and I'm like, oh, no, I got this. Like, yeah. people, people love my haircuts. Like, and I get so many text messages saying, like after the haircut saying, oh, I love my haircut. Thanks so much. Yeah. Like appreciate everything, like you you never you like you don't know how how much a haircut can change someone. Yeah, like you can just change like their whole situ like their whole mood. Yeah, because they can come in feeling like shit, and then just getting that haircut and they're like, feel like uh, a new person. I look I look better. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go into the club. You know, <laughs> gotta look some some ladies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their reasoning to come and get a haircut. And as soon as you leave that place, you can feel like a whole different person. Yeah. 80% for the ladies in the club, but no. <laughs> 20% for business. Sorry, 20% for business, but, you know. Um, what motivates you to keep going? Just uh, family. Just family. Yeah. And just trying to... Just trying to do what my dad was able to do. Yeah. I'm kind of just trying to beat his record in retirement because he's retired at the moment. He's 46. He's retired already? Yeah, he's retired already. That's crazy. Well, semi-retired. Like, he's sort of doing other stuff as well behind the scenes. Mm. And I'm kind of helping him out with that as well. Yeah. Like, well, not helping him out. Like, I'm kind of just joining in on the ride and just sort of trying to do whatever I can to help him out. Mm. And just trying to beat his record eh? (laughs) (laughs) just say that's all we like to hear um what are some visions and dreams you have for the future of your business at the barbershop owner well i hope for expansion expansion is definitely a goal so i've kind of like i'm up i'm like close to my first goal where i'm making my own barbershop so Mm -hmm. i'm very close on that so at the moment i'm working on building up a new barbershop tell us about it so it's not far from where I'm cutting right now in Danny South, but I'm planning on just making it big enough for getting more getting more um, workers to come work for me because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get people to work for me. I'm trying to get into that situation where I can make money and not work as much. Yep. And, but I also want to kind of make it like, because my dad wants to put a bar in this barbershop. No way, a yeah. bar. Yeah, he wants to put a bar in there, like a, little, like a bar for people just to come in, relax. They'll be like chairs like pool table and all that you know but you know it all starts off with hard work that's why that's why i look tired today (laughs) (laughs) just working man yeah just uh trying to make sure that we can get that dosh to make all that make my uh goal come true yeah yeah so what is new barbershop you want to have pool table bar anything else there uh just TV, you know, have my PS4, PS5, yeah. you know. Can't afford a PS5, so just, <laughs> just go to the usual, uh, go to the downgrade, you know. Creating a whole environment so when they come for their haircut, they're leaving with a whole experience. Yeah, exactly. And if you're waiting, you can just go to that area. Because yeah. it'll be half, 
half of it will be where the barbers and all the workers are. Yeah. And then the other half is where, sort of like a man cave style barbershop. Yeah. Just something where people can just come in and it's not, they're not just thinking about waiting for their haircut. Yeah. And just come in and just like relax, you know, enjoy their time. Yeah. And then before they know it, like they're next. And they're like, oh, shucks. Get my haircut done <laughs> so I can go back and play play pool. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But Do you have any theme for it? JDM and Jap- uh, JDM and anime, crazy. That's my that's yeah. my two favorite things is JDM cars and anime. Yeah. Any I've, favorite animes you want to put up on the wall? I have this one anime called Jintama. Do have you heard of it? No. <laughs> it's it's old school anime. It's old yeah. school anime, but it's one of my OGs. That and I also want to put Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Say so Tokyo Avengers. Yes, sir. I, yeah, lo- I love my boy. Up. I love my boy Draken. You know. <laughs> I'm thinking of getting a tattoo on my. Really crazy. <laughs> nah, oh. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, no way, no way. But um, yeah, just because I know I'm not the only one that likes that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I know when a lot of people come in, they're like, "Far out." I love I love this car. Like, yeah. I love the cars and the, or I love, like anime. Yeah, and that that's the first thing you can talk about when they're sitting on the chair. Mm. And then, outside there'll be like a, a hoop where people can just play. Crazy yeah, basketball just, setup. That's yeah. mad. You already okay. know, bro. Everyone everyone wants to hoop nowadays, man. So yeah, especially during lockdown, man. Fuck. Yeah, lockdown's killing everyone. So facts. Do you? Do you have any uh, plans to open up more barber shops or? Well, I do, but at the moment I'm just focusing on trying to fi- finish this barber shop first. Yeah. And if I can make this barber shop go big, then I'll definitely have plans on making more more than just one barber shop. Yeah. But I try to get. I want to try and give it different names. Like I don't want to just give it the same name because mm. you know. I don't. I don't see other. Like, I just want to try and be different. Yeah. Yeah, just try and be different. Yeah, that's mad. Let's get on to our last segment of the podcast. Um, I ask you two questions. Yep. Take as long a time as you need. Before, it was originally one minute, but I'd like, to, I'd like, to, I'd like you to take your time and settle with these questions. Yep. Um, question one. If you could have dinner with three people, who would they be, why them, and what kind of things would you talk to them about? I think one of them is definitely Jesus. Oh, when I have dinner with Jesus, I want to have a want to have a long talk with this guy. <laughs> I want to have a long talk with him, man. Um, another one would definitely have to be um, definitely have to be uh, LeBron James. When I was playing basketball, that was my favorite player. Yeah, and he sort of kind of. Because even he's in now, he's like, he's more than a basketball player now. He's like sort of a businessman now. So I kind of want to just pick pick his brain a little bit, you know, try and find out what he's what he's up to and stuff. Nice. Oh, that guy's got a school, bro. Bloody hell. Yeah. He's created a lot for himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And I don't know. The last one would just probably, it would be my, my grandma, my late grandma. Mm. Yeah. Have to be my late grandma. Uh, she passed away recently and I didn't really get to know much about her mm. is what I would have loved to um, 
especially during COVID, just had no time seeing her. Yeah. Just, you know, want to talk with her, you know, see what her life was been, has been like during, like, before everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. Those will be my three. Amazing. Um, question two. If you could give your younger self some advice, what would it be? Um, we're talking about your 16 year self, younger self, someone in between year 9 to year 12. Um, what would you, what would be the advice you give to them? Oh, um, I think it would just be cut hair early. <laughs> cut hair early, man. Get that, get that, um, get that experience in straight away. Just get that experience um, over and done with because yep. that's where you're going to be headed. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be a basketball player. So, <laughs> uh, um, you're going to be a barber. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'd tell them just listen to your parents and start everything early. Yeah. Yep. That's basically it. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Zan. That was an amazing chat we had today. Um, where can we find you and get in contact with you for the viewers? Um, well, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Chopper Z, C H O P P A Z double E. And yeah, that's, that's, that's my number one. That's my number one uh, social media platform at the moment. Nice. Get in touch with him. He gives crazy fades and crazy haircuts, guys. Thank you again. Uh, this is the fourth episode of the UQL podcast, and we'll see you guys next time.